0: It's two women who are clearly, I don't know if they're gay, but they seemed feminist-ish in some way. Um, (laughs) Why would that mean they're gay? Well, one of them seemed like probably gay and the other one maybe not. Right. And uh, one was really nice to me. The other one was kind of like not. Let me guess
1: which one wasn't nice to you. Okay. This will be a fun game to play. This is just fucking tiresome. It works. There you go. We had a real, real disappointing disaster happen at our live show. No. No, I'm kidding. Just the soundboard wasn't working. So the full flavor wasn't provided.
0: Yeah. So we had our live show last night.
1: Yes. Although when this is posted, it will have been a little bit of time. Yeah. And when you're hearing in the show notes for this, you'll be able to find both the soundcloud audio version as well as the youtube version if you want to actually see what this thing looked like
0: yeah oh yeah we can actually watch it can't we yes we
1: can so maybe on a future episode if people want we can watch and that's cool and that that'll be,
0: i'm glad that that's gonna be on youtube yeah it a guy was, was uh, said that a guy was in the
1: deep. back taping
0: yeah nice
1: so do you want to describe to everybody uh, what happened sure. and how it went?
0: So the, um, the Pack Theater is a small theater on Santa Monica Boulevard that's surrounded by a few other theaters. And it was right in the middle of Hollywood Fringe Fest. So it was actually super crowded in the area that we were at. Yeah, um, Full of L.A. actor folk, right. which are a very specific breed of people who have very attractive faces, but bad, ugly souls.
1: We uh, shouldn't be hurting people.
0: Yeah. Sure, some of those types of people, but it's just the actor. We went to this like little cafe, which is such a like next to a theater cafe. It's like cheap wine and, you know, shitty food. Yeah. And it was just packed with these actor people like saying hello to each other.
1: It was attached to the theater in a weird way too. Yeah,
0: which is such a, it's just such a like local theater
1: vibe. And all their bathrooms were locked. Like even the one, they'd say vacant on the little lock switch, but they were still locked. Weird. Yeah
0: uh anyway so um we this pack theater is a tiny little theater it's maybe like what 30 seats in there and
1: probably a little more than that probably like a 50
0: yeah 50 um, seater, but very small very very small and it black box theater it
1: actually has a pretty good reputation as a hot like improv sketch spot right now um right everybody's sort of moved on from ucb and the like, and the pack is where a lot of the cool stuff is happening. Yeah. I don't know how true that is because my experience with the pack sketch and improv wise is that it's always terrible. Anytime yeah. I've seen anything there, it's usually like when we do stand up shows and there's a of sort of thing in between, it's always bad. So yeah. I don't know where this reputation comes from. Maybe I'm just not the audience for that type yeah. of shit, but very, very disappointing.
0: Right. So... I went back to like the green room, which yes. is this little area back there that's hilariously full, like full of all kinds of weird props and stuff. Because yeah, clearly this is like a place that a lot of improv folk hang out at. And back there is the, was the hosts of the first podcast that went on. There was four pod or three, no four podcasts that went on right. simultaneously with us.
1: Doing live Not simultaneously,
0: in a row. So there was four in a row. We went second. Yeah. And it's two women who are clearly, I don't know if they're gay, but they seemed feminist-ish in some way. Um, (laughs) Right. Why would that mean they're gay? Well, one of them seemed like probably gay and the other one maybe not. Right. And uh, one was really nice to me. The other one was kind of like not. Let me guess
1: which one wasn't nice to you. Okay. This so, will be okay. a fun game to play. Now, These the, are the
0: hosts of the show called the Bechdel podcast. Yeah. Bechdel the Bechdel cast, cast. Bechdel cast, which, which is, is all about complaining about women's representation in films.
1: Right. Um. Now, the obvious thing would be the short-haired one was not nice to you, and the long-haired one was nice to you. And that's what, how, okay. that's <laughs> what it was. <laughs> that's, a, that's, okay. that's what it was. The
0: short-haired one was like not feeling the, the long-haired one was like really
1: nice she i don't know her well myself but she has a very good reputation of being a very nice person she is Jamie she was very
0: sweet yes and uh, you know i was actually really nervous uh, uh, just because i think we haven't done this in a while i, I you know d- it's i don't know why i was so nervous i was very fidgety well it's weird and uh you know back there's like a total shithole but it's kind of hilarious because it's like so many people have stood back there like there's writing all over the like wooden walls it's just a total shit backstage um but it was kind of fun like i i liked it i felt really good like i felt excited also and um they went on and i think they did a good job i didn't see them
1: yeah theirs was good yeah, it was it was one of the better ones.
0: They talked about Titanic, and no. it sounded like they had like a good sense of humor, from what I could hear. Like no. they weren't, it wasn't like shrill uh, complaining. And I, I said no. complaining jokingly, but it, they, they weren't like complaining actually.
1: It was a tongue-in-cheek description of Titanic from this yeah. perspective, like acknowledging its flaws as a piece of feminist work, but also sort of celebrating the ways that it is. Right, right. The yeah. joke that you know the. The the both like poor semi major poor characters the ones that died yeah that sort of thing
0: right right sure um semi major poor characters yeah like Jack is poor
1: and the Italian guy he died too Italian guy yeah Um, I I didn't remember him literally until they mentioned him I was like oh yeah there was the side character who disappears halfway through the movie because Jack is too busy fucking Kate Winslet.
0: Oh, who's like a friend or something? Yeah, he's
1: the friend they get on the boat together at the beginning oh, of the movie. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you totally
0: yeah. forget about Italian guy, don't yeah. you?
1: Yeah. No, he's completely forgotten. <laughs> yeah. <boat. laughs> anyway. What uh, happened to my friend Gianni? Right. Who cares? Okay. He's
0: dead. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, then we go on. I kind of came back from the front. There was like five of our friends there. Uh, Rachel Louie came on with us. Right.
1: And that led to... A- <laughs> The, the best thing ever, because Rachel and I sat in the audience, and we came up on stage from the audience, and then Isaac emerges from the from back. From the back,
0: which everybody thought was very funny. <laughs> very
1: Mr. Rogers-esque.
0: Yeah. And I, Gracie reportedly said, and I like tried to greet the audience while the music was playing, yeah. and everyone said I looked very autistic, and Gracie was like, he's just a boy who wants to be accepted. Uh, you nice, didn't like Gracie. that. Thanks, uh, anyway, Gracie. We were trying to get the
1: soundboard working, because it wasn't yeah. playing. Which we've determined is the fault of the right, not mine.
0: And then you know they have like a little funny bar there. It's like free drinks, so it's just like a shitty like bottle of gin with juice. Which I thought I I dug that. I like I like the vibe. You know, the guys who put it on seem like super disaffected. Like I don't know what they're. They just seem like so over it. I don't know if that's just how they are towards everyone, but.
1: It was a weird affect. Yeah, very Um,
0: Chopo Trap House, like,
1: Brooklyn, like... Too too cool. Yeah, too cool. But, I mean, that attitude is belied by the... I mean, putting on a monthly thing of any kind, where there's even the remotest bit of logistics. Yeah. Putting on a stand-up show is hard, but in terms of, like, what you have to set up, it's not that hard, because it's, like, microphone, person, show up at this time. Good audience. But this is, like... You got these podcasts, and you've got to technically meet, yeah. which they did pretty well, and kind of figure out the best like lineup of people to go together, which they really did for this one. Yeah, and I mean it's just hilarious how they just seemed exhausted. You know what I mean? Yeah. They
0: seemed like completely exhausted and just like, uh
1: Yeah, this seems to be their shtick though. Like <laughs> if you listen to their stuff. To other ep- And if I point you to the episode, you'll hear it in the way they intro it, I think. They just kind of have that, like, uh, that vibe, uh, yeah. which is fine, whatever.
0: I mean, how did you find them? How did this even happen?
1: I saw someone else that I knew had a podcast on one of the live things, and I was like, oh, this would be like a low-stakes way for us to do a live episode. Right. So like, you just emailed them? Yeah, I just emailed and them. And they like, like, sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so the other podcasts that were on, so there was the Bechdel podcast which see, you suppose has like one point eight thousand reviews on on itunes so supposedly this is like a popular podcast i'll get to that in a minute yeah sure we'll get to that and then uh we go on uh we do hot takes yeah um i thought we killed it frankly i mean i you know i've done a limited amount of stage things in my life i mean as i as you know i grew up in the theater mm-hmm. uh and I've always felt the bad about what I've done. You know, I did the stand-up those three times. Yeah. I've, I've The uh, fact
1: that I didn't record those and have them God. available for this is... Uh, I should be punished yeah. for that. <laughs> uh, bad.
0: Yeah. Very... Uh, you know, those went really badly. Uh, the You know, I've interviewed people on stage several times before... And this time was the only time I felt really good. Like, this is the only time I felt like I got that stage buzz mm-hmm. that people talk about. Like, I've never gotten that before. I've right. always been like, ugh, that just made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Whereas this time, I felt like the audience was responding how I wanted them to. You yeah. know, like, I was saying something, and they were getting it. Yes. And it was just great. I mean, I thought we kind of killed it. Rachel did a really good job. She was very, you know, kind of quippy and, like, provided a female presence, which was nice. Our yeah. um, Our token. Our token, Uh, you know, you were very funny. You know, I felt like you were, and I, our dynamic was how it should be, you know? I mean, we were both kind of crazy, but genuinely how we are, you know? Um, You had some good one-liners. I think I had some good one-liners. And
1: I had some real bombs. I had a few things that just... You had a few things that bombed. Nothing worked, and I was like, oh, all right, well... Uh, Yeah, let's keep going. The joy Um, of live performance.
0: Right, and then... uh, about three-quarters of the way through, somebody rang the bell. We had a bell for people to ring if they wanted to come participate. And contribute, yes. And uh, a listener came up and um, made a comment about porn. Right. Uh, he then emailed – we should address this. He then emailed and asked, like, how autistic did I <laughs> did I seem? How aspergers Um, And the honest answer is y- you seemed a little Asperger's-y, Um I think the problem was the point you were making was unclear. Right. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I couldn't fully understand what well, you were saying. Well, he said in his say. email
1: he got off track about what he was yeah, saying. Yeah, I think you
0: got like a little excited and it was hard to understand what you were saying. Yes. So, yeah, I, I don't think you really seemed bad in any way. You didn't seem like horrible at all. Yeah. You just seemed kind of... I was just confusing to understand what you were saying. That's yeah. the only critique I have. Yeah,
1: he wrote that he was... He's like, well, I don't know if that should be cut or not. And I no, was like, I was no, like, no, well, totally even cut. if even if it should be it 's not TV. our show yeah, we, we can 't do anything it 's going to be there, yeah.
0: no yeah, I mean, you seem totally fine. It was really wonderful to have somebody a listener come in person. I mean yeah. that was great. It, it made my night, so i don 't think you did anything wrong that 's for sure, uh, and it was great to you know meet a person. I wish i 'd gotten to talk to him
1: more, yeah. but well Isaac thinks he 's too good for oh, yeah so. right no, so anyway, that was cool the and then,
0: as we were winding up, you started to hear kind of muttering from the audience, like I heard somebody say like misogynist. Mm. And uh, apparently, reportedly afterwards, yeah, like as we went on, the audience was getting increasingly shocked and upset and like muttering to each other and staring at each other because obviously the audience was what you would expect for this.
1: Um, did you hear any of that or see any of that? I didn't. Uh, I think I heard some gasps about some things, but I didn't really hear I was not super focused on on that if it, it wasn't loud. So. I was hearing
0: some gas, but I was hearing some gas exactly when I thought I was hearing yeah. gas. So that's that was good. Well, you know, I just think that even though we were pretty fucking tame,
1: honestly, very tame, yeah, and
0: which is so shocking that they can just like sense it. Yeah,
1: you know. Well, I think most audiences in L.A. that go to like stand up or comedy of any kind, they're not going to hear somebody complaining about the phrase Latinx. Like, uh, it's just not going to...
0: Right. I mean, all the other podcasts... You're
1: not allowed to say anything about that it's a weird-looking word.
0: Yeah. I did like how I said the thing about how being called a racist in this day and age will in 30 years be considered what being a communist was in the 50s like basically it's the same stigma that that got somebody yeah like (laughs) once once you've been labeled a racist it's like you've been given the scarlet letter and you are now persona non grata. just like being called a communist you know was in the 50s and it's an insane thought policing way to live in a free society and
1: getting canceled
0: yeah. And uh I said that and then of course the next podcast that came up was Ethnically Ambiguous, which was these two Middle Eastern women, uh, who have a very disorganized sort of pretty ridiculous podcast, and uh they just made so much like every other comment was, yeah, fucking white people. Did you notice that? It was always like, Oh, I i I would just read this like a fucking boring white person. They said, like, they had four non jokes that were just taking brazen jabs at, like, white people in general. And I was just, and you could tell they, like, they were sort of dying. Like, nobody really laughed at them. And I was thinking, hmm, I wonder if we sort of, like, incepted the audience with the idea of, like, maybe that's just not that cool, you know?
1: I don't know. Uh, I, I, there's definitely, like, an easy, like, talking about white people. In that way is the easy like stand-up thing. Ugh, I don't, so bad.
0: I don't know if I, I it's not, I'm not saying it's bad in like amoral. I'm saying it's just not funny. It's I, just stupid. I, I, yeah. I felt
1: I don't know if I noticed it as many times as you did. Oh there um, was at least four, but times. to be honest, I did drift in and out of what was happening on that one.
0: I mean, that was really bad. Um, wasn't it? I mean, it, not real. Okay. Okay. That's not fair. That's the, not fair. It thing- wasn't really bad. I, t- I take that back. They did a whole thing where uh, the mom who was dressed in Middle Eastern garb came up and like tried to teach them how to dance. She was actually hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The
1: mom was great. The, the thing that was strange <laughs> about that decision is that the thing about podcasting is it's really supposed to be, unless you're doing like a radio drama of some kind or like storytelling, it's really supposed to be devoid of artifice if it's people talking. And so when you have that element come on, when you have this like character come on to chastise the girls for not dancing the dabka, is that Yeah, I don't know. That correctly. It's sort of, it's a little bit like, this is it. It feel uh, am I watching a sketch? Like it, it's removing in a certain way.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It, it. It was. I. I got what they were going for, but they went on way too long, and also like a large part. Part they spent like four minutes just showing us a YouTube video of yeah. this dance, which is fascinating. It's yes. a really cool dance, and yeah. I. I like it, but it's like that's not a podcast. You can't just sit there for four minutes watching. Hey, look up the YouTube d- video,
1: Dabka or Dobka. Yeah, it's. A bunch I don't of know, men I, holding hands and one at the end, like, dipping down. Dipping down.
0: down. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, I, it, it was just sort of shocking to me that, you know, it's just amazing the double standard. It's like the, that podcast has a reputation. I mean, it's a fucking disaster,
1: right? Like, well, we haven't listened to, like, the ma- – Again, a live thing, it's hard to, like, make judgments on. Yeah, what, true. Where I was surprised – and this is the thing that kind of annoys me about the whole internet sphere of likes and subscribers and everything else is that these are two podcasts that have respectively over a thousand and around eight hundred reviews on iTunes, so one would assume that that would drive
0: yeah if you have eight hundred people out there willing to write a just review to write a re- for just you? to write
1: a review that's not even like yeah. You, you know... That's a lot listeners. of That's people. just people saying, click, I care enough about this to click five or four stars. Right, so
0: what you're talking about, maybe 5% of your audience. So, I mean, if you think about it that way, they should technically have, like, hundreds of thousands of listeners. Right. Which is... They definitely don't have hundreds, and of they're on iHeart Radio, right?
1: So, but I, I couldn't point to. I mean, I think one or two people were there for them, and it was friends. It was not f-
0: actual listeners,
1: right? Yeah, there was no actual listeners. We were the only people who
0: had an actual listener, and we have yeah. what fifty-four fucking reviews. Yeah, and you know, we have not that. Many. I mean, we have a, a dedicated following of hundreds of people, but not, you know supposedly 800 people that would be willing to write a review for us. So it yeah. comes, the question is, where do those reviews come from? Right. Is it real? Is it... Do they just ask people or do they buy them? Yeah. You know, and they probably buy them. They probably buy a well, lot if, of
1: if them. If you're on iHeartRadio, then they want to make the show yeah. that they're distributing look... Look a certain Like lot. it has a lot of potential.
0: Right. And it's... It, just the fact that it, the thing is, it's not deserved because the show's just not good. You know, well, it's again, not, it's I not don't, professional. It's I mean, it's very badly done.
1: I don't want to make judgments about their actual podcast because right. all we had was the stage stuff, right? So, and
0: yeah, true. I mean, who? I mean, it's an interesting niche, you know, to to Middle Eastern American women talking about what's going on in the Middle East, sharing kind of tidbits. I I think it could have interesting legs you know but it just seemed well, the show really might be lazy
1: again the podcast show may be fine they may have felt a strong need yeah just to give the benefit of the doubt they may have felt a strong need to be entertaining in a different way they're like oh if we go up there and we just kind of talk to each other it's going to be hard but the audience was forgiving of dialogue i didn't right. feel like anyone was yeah. wanting quip 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 no you're right we shouldn't judge
0: without listening because
1: they could look at ours and be like what yeah, and and not really like listen to we're people that are thoughtful and talk about things in a long form way. Like
0: yeah, we killed it though, man. We we were we were so engaging. Well, like, we can. Everybody the, was we, was engaged. In that. Nobody was fucking zoning out. All the other podcasts, there was like a huge lull of like. I mean, maybe besides the first one because their their conversation was like pretty. I mean, I don't think it was funny, but it was like cleverish, and it was prepared. They yeah, right, and, they were ready. Yeah. Um. But it was funny talking to them beforehand because they were like, we've been here like a million times. They were like, we hang out here. Like, this is what we do,
1: you know? Well, yeah, there's a lot of activity that's there at the pack. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so They were like
0: veterans, though. They were like, we're fucking back here all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like all nervous, like pacing around.
1: Well, it was a different, like a whole entirely different vibe.
0: Yeah. And then the middle podcast, the one right after us, was a uh, joke podcast, basically, about an esoteric... Uh, Paul, McCarthy, Paul McCartney album called
1: Ram. Ram. Yeah.
0: Which is like, I've seen that joke done before. The like, this is a podcast about one super esoteric thing. Isn't that so funny? And it was funny. He was really funny for the first 30 seconds. And then he did this whole fake interview with Liam Gallagher. Yeah. And it was just r- with a-, a woman playing Liam Gallagher. And it was just. And not well. Really really bad. Yeah.
1: And weird. Yeah. I, I, that was another one where I just sort of like drifted off.
0: I just stopped paying attention because it was like, what did what she just kept saying? Sh- hey mate. Like she was like doing like a, it was just really,
1: it should have just bad. been short. Just do a short, yeah. like little interlude. I think. Would well, have cause he's good. clearly a
0: great writer that yeah. guy, but it's just like the, yeah, it was just not, not, not good in execution, but anyway, so uh, interesting.
1: Yeah. Everyone, when this episode goes up, you'll be able to find it. You can, like I said, watch it. You can listen to it, and maybe we'll listen to it ourselves. Uh, I guess we'll determine if we want to have an episode further about it. Well, we have clips of it. Yeah, we can do clips. Maybe uh, it was. Uh, it was. Maybe we'll be
0: able to hear the heckling better. Maybe I don't know what. Feed- I'm glad we got heckled. I'm glad. I'm, that's I, that's oh. always been my goal. My entire goal in life is it's to be heckled. protested by angry progressives. Like yeah. that's what I want. <laughs> well. Not, not real progressives, but new age, non-progressive progressives. Regressives. Uh, regressives, there
1: you go. As they say.
0: Uh, yeah, I want them to hate me, so.
1: While we're doing, I guess, housekeeping-y things, we do have some emails okay. and messages. Uh, Dave of Kentucky wrote, this is about our woke advertising podcast. Your most recent podcast was amazing. I was seriously laughing out loud at the conversation about the women's razor commercial.
0: Good old Dave of Kentucky. Haven't heard from you in a while. Where have you been, Dave? Yeah.
1: Give Isaac more attention. Yeah, give me more attention. He needs it. Where are you? And then uh, Rob in Texas wrote us because we called him out by name in our incel episode. I think asking if, jokingly, of course, if Rob was an incel. And uh, he said, y'all are hilarious. I enjoyed this episode and I feel w- way better about myself after that Cindy Lauper reference. Good Lord Isaac, that's when you said that women, as
0: just the song
1: says, them. just want to have And you stopped yourself.
0: I stopped myself right before I, right before I said it. Girls really do just want to have fun. That's, that's the thing about them. Yeah. They love, okay? ha- they love having fun. It's like fun. the song says, girls just want to have fun.
1: <laughs> I hate myself. And they do. Peter is a solid guest, too. He needs to be a permanent third. Yeah. Um,
0: I think Megler was a great guest. He was perfect amount of color commentary and value add. Yeah. He was there last night.
1: Yes, he certainly was. To answer your question at the end, I live in Austin, which is where every basic white girl you've ever seen on Instagram actually lives. Um, But according to Hinge, they're always traveling to Thailand or Greece or Iceland to live their best lives so you never run into them in person. Um, And then he says he doesn't date as much as he used to. Part of that is because he is sober. Yeah. And that makes it difficult. I can't imagine A lot of soaps. Trying to date while sober. sober. That's pretty... Fucking brutal.
0: Although there's got to be... I mean, I guess girls just... Are women as... They just want to have fun. They just want to have fun, so they are not sober. (laughs) Uh, But... uh, No, is there a sober female population? Because if so, that seems like a good thing to... I feel like they would be desperate for sober guys to do shit with. So I've I've heard that before, that dating while sober is impossible. Yeah. Um, Tacos and Vidal both have said that. Right. But... Uh, It seems weird because there must be sober women also and why they, yeah, so I don't know. I,
1: maybe it's to do with the, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're, it's like, what do you do when you're not, when you're both not drinking? Where do you go? Because of the yeah, natural you do place. activities. That's yeah. what
0: I've noticed. I've noticed that people who, they do tons of activities.
1: They, yeah, they fill up that time. They
0: constantly ton. do things. They and Don't go because, to the bar. Yeah, yeah.
1: And people are weird. The the thing that's difficult about not drinking, even if you're doing it for like little limited amounts of time, as I've done for whatever reason, people are weird about it. Like if you're at a party or you're at a social event, or even if you're at a bar with your friends and you're just not drinking that night, there's always that weird kind of like, Oh, what's going on? Yeah. And me, I'm such, I'm so obstinate that I won't do the thing that makes people comfortable and just have like a glass of Coke that looks like a drink. I'll just not have anything and I think that bothers people too cuz they feel like they have to get yeah, a Yeah, right. A in lot of hand. people
0: have a drink in their hand. Well, you know the big new thing in the marketing world though is non-alcoholic liquor. Like Yeah, what? Yeah, this is a big thing. It's so there's been huge investment in non-alcoholic liquor companies. There's this thing called Seedlip and there's a bunch of different ones. Uh Seedlip I think is the most popular where there are cocktails made with like a substance that is not liquor, but that kind of tastes like liquor and like mixes a good drink. And some of them actually kinda of make you feel a little weird even, but mm. it's not alcohol. Which to me is more a sign of the apocalypse. But uh,
1: I, I don't understand who drinks It's so insane for the And you have to for buy, not it's expensive getting alcohol. Too.
0: That's the funny thing too. It's expensive. So they they charge you like a cocktail price to get one of these things.
1: That has no booze. That in has it. no booze in it. And it's like. What would what would be the incentive? It's. The only reason I ever have any kind of alcoholic drink is to put alcohol into my body. <laughs> <life. yeah.
0: laughs> I know. I mean, same as a like, non alcoholic beer, right? I, I non alcoholic beer is a big
1: big thing. But I wouldn't drink a non alcoholic.
0: But it exists. It's a million. I, mean, I wouldn't drink this uh, Heineken
1: if it didn't have booze, like alcohol in it.
0: Right. It's a multi million dollar uh, a year. Industry.
1: Good for them. I'm glad that that works out for them. I am. The other housekeeping thing is I know everyone's going to be annoyed at her getting mentioned again, but I was on Heather's podcast and we did one episode about this Twitter story that nobody will remember at this point. But I did spend time reviewing her dating behaviors on the various apps that she's on and gave her a very thorough critique of her method. So that episode is actually pretty good.
0: And what was what were what were your findings?
1: Well, my findings were that I mean, there's a bunch of like douche dudes on there, but she's also does this thing where a man is expressing interest and in trying to get the go-ahead to ask her out, and she won't let him because she keeps saying how busy she is, which as everyone knows is code for I don't want to make time for you. That's just established code. If you talk about how busy you are, You're trying to put off the person from asking because you don't want them to ask. But she said she wanted him to ask. And I'm like, all you do is... saying how fucking busy you are. Yeah, just... Yeah, I know. If you want to go out with someone, make it clear that you will make time. Right. That's the way that you have to do it.
0: I would totally agree. If I was in dating world and girl kept saying she's busy, it's like... I mean, I feel like maybe that's girl signaling for chase me you know chase me chase me and maybe that's what she's doing you know but no. i in, in my dating it phases if a girl had ever said oh i've been really busy that i would immediately just be like okay, of course bye a, a perfect, <laughs> yeah, i have no time for a this. perfect
1: example is the guy's like uh so she was going wherever she was some bridal party she's like The guy goes, so when you get back, like, are you going to have time in the next week to go out and get a drink sometime? And she's like, I don't know. My Uh, schedule is really
0: busy. Very classic. And
1: you can't say, you have to say, yes, I would love to. Let's figure out a date that works for both of us. Even if you are busy, you still got to figure that out. So if you like hearing me criticize Heather extensively over her behavior, listen to that episode. I'll put that in the show notes too. Heather's
0: become a a major part,
1: despite all odds. Despite all odds. And all all opposition.
0: She's, a, she's gotten really good at Twitter. She's like she's like one of these people who's good at Twitter.
1: Yeah, she's very good at Twitter. I,
0: she really has become one. And I'm surprised she doesn't have more followers because she's really funny.
1: Well, I don't think she does anything shady to get followers. Right. A little too much integrity, why. which right, is our right. problem too. Yeah, Too so much integrity. Too much integrity. <laughs> it's really just such a burden. Yeah. <laughs> We're too, too innocent Honest. and pure and good boys.
0: I have been thinking about the fact that part of the problem with the media is that all the voices, it's like there's this mutually exclusive issue with fame, which is that as soon as you become famous, a bunch of people give you a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you have a bunch of money, you can't really reflect society very well anymore. So I assume this is probably an eternal problem with fame, right? That you really got to be a very unique person to maintain the perspective of somebody who's a common person, enough that you can make good art or tell good stories or reflect relatable things in your discourse or in your art. Wow. And while simultaneously, the better you are at it, the, more, the further you separate from the common person.
1: Right. Well, look what happened to Bourdain. He tried to maintain that and ended up dead.
0: Because Weinstein killed him. There we go. (laughs) He said that on stage last night. That got laughs. Yeah. I like that one.
1: Anyway, all right. Very, very edgy. So, uh, yeah, check out that uh, live episode. Let us know what you think. And I guess the other thing to ask as listeners is... um, that, that doing that episode in that structure has made us start thinking, like, what is stuff that works well for you? What do you guys want to hear more of or think that we should do? Because yeah, but, that whole thing was a listener so suggestion. That was a listener
0: suggestion. Who, was that Rob in Texas?
1: No, that was uh, Jason was in Jason Virginia. Jason
0: in Virginia. Hey, yes. I love our Southern followers. Yes, lots of them. I don't think we have any Northern followers. Just kidding. Anyway, okay.
1: Bye. Bye. Hey, it's plug time. Thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do a few plugs real quickly. Uh, Join our forum at nahf.boards.net. We have some fun conversations happening there. Not really, but, you know, if you join, it'll be more fun. You can email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe on your preferred podcast platform and write us a review on iTunes, pretty please. It's so helpful if you do that.
0: Yeah, and do all those things and don't fucking text me. Yeah, leave Isaac uh, alone. Do not text me your thoughts about the podcast. Yeah, send them to the email or post
1: them on the forum and we will respond there and it'll be great. Right. Uh, And then my social media is all Funzaroni, including my website. You can follow me there. Thank you. How do you spell that? F-U-N-Z-A-R-O-N-I.
0: Funzaroni. Funzaroni. And why is it that?
1: Uh, It's a name I picked ages ago and now it's too late to go back.
0: Uh, you can find me at isaacsimpson.com. That's my website. Uh, it's a portfolio website, so it's a lot of my work uh, in the advertising and journalism and brand creation world, but uh, you can also find ways to contact me there. Um, and also... Uh, I don't really do socials, but you can find me on Medium. That's probably the best place to to find me or LinkedIn. I enjoy being LinkedIn. So just LinkedIn, Isaac Simpson, and you can uh, talk to me there.
1: That's it. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Don't text Isaac.